I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. I'm your host, CEO Chuck Sexton, and this week I don't have a guest. I'm in the midst of traveling, but I wanted to get some content out there to you all on the podcast this week and talk a little bit about our November product of the month. It's the first Thursday in November when you're listening to this. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, our product of the month this month is comprehensive economic development strategic planning. And the reason for that is we're coming up on the beginning of the year uh, here shortly. And a lot of folks are getting ready uh, to implement new strategies or they're getting ready for planning for 2023 and beyond. There's a lot going on in the market right now uh, in the economy. There's a lot of folks who are worried about the recession as it comes up and gets stronger uh, and also how to rebound out of a potential deep recession that we may be going into and to capture some of these opportunities that are going to continue. You've heard me talk about the fact that our site selection uh, side of the business is continuing to grow. We have more and more projects that are coming on. We've got RFIs that went out uh, just this week uh, to eight states. that are out there right now. We have another six projects that are going on in other multiple states right now, and we don't see that slowing down. We see that continuing to grow as companies are looking for sites and site availability uh, continues to be limited. Buildings continue to be limited out there. And so I think that there's a lot of companies who are going to continue to push their timelines a little up so that they, they have a longer runway for getting their new facilities going. At any rate, I want to talk a little bit today about strategic planning, uh, why we do that. So if you haven't had a chance to watch our product of the month uh, video that I have out there for November, I'm going to give you a little bit of information regarding strategic plans uh, today on the podcast. And one of the things that we hear a lot is that strategic plans just sit on the shelf. uh, They're never used. And that's not just an economic development thing. It's not just a chamber of commerce thing. That's any organization, municipality, companies, you know, they feel like their plans sit on the shelves and don't get used. And, and I want to make sure and give you all some background on myself. Maybe we haven't talked about this enough. You know, our strategic planning at Next Move Group has been elevated uh, even higher uh, since Ivy and I came on board as CEO and COO. My background before I got into economic development was in the private sector. And I worked for a firm uh, who wanted to do uh, strategic planning for small to mid-sized private businesses. And so I even went off uh, to a school on strategic planning and not just strategic planning. That was not just what we did uh, for those small to mid-sized companies. We also did risk analysis. And it's really interesting to me how, you know, my work in the private sector has translated into economic development, my career, even more so now uh, as a consultant, uh, because obviously 
we don't just do strategic planning for economic development organizations, chambers of commerce and, and municipalities, development districts, but we also do risk analysis regularly for our site selection clients. It's a big part of the site selection process is to do risk analysis on each of the locations. And so, you know, as you look at uh, how we do strategic planning now, we have a, a more thorough process. Uh, they're more comprehensive. We have three different levels of strategic plans that we can offer to communities that are sort of standard. We also customize strategic plans, obviously. But, you know, when it comes to organizations out there who are looking to get something done, if you're a small organization, you're a small community, rural, you know, we have a strategic planning process that's for you. If you're midsize or if you have some strategic plans that maybe started in 2020 and now the market has changed with COVID and, and all the things that are happening with the supply chain and you feel like that needs to be updated, we have a strategic plan for that. It's our Vision Now product. Uh, but if you're doing a comprehensive economic development strategic plan, just like we finished up over in Bismarck, North Dakota, like one we're doing in Alabama right now, we have that as well. And of course, customized too. One of the things I think is also really interesting when it comes to my background and experience in strategic planning, you all probably don't know this, but when I was on the uh, local level doing economic development, really on the regional level and my previous position, one of my metrics as the CEO uh, of that organization was to develop new strategies every single year. So when I was uh, judged at the end of the year on performance, uh, one of those metrics was uh, new strategies developed new strategies implemented on an annualized basis. So I would deliver three to five new strategies to my board of directors on an annual basis. And then I would also be judged on how many of those I got implemented and the results of those, how successful they were. And did those strategies meet all the other metrics that we were trying to accomplish as a region? And so again, our, our experience isn't just private sector experience. It isn't just implementing strategies that we had done for us by other uh, consultants when we were doing economic development, all of us who have the experience in it, but also, you know, developing those strategies, not just for ourselves, but also in a regional role, developing strategies and strategic plans uh, for the communities that we served as a regional organization. So our experience is deep when it comes to this, and we want to be able to provide not just strategies uh, for our clients, but, you know, how to accomplish those strategies. So if you look at how we deliver our strategic plans now, we deliver the strategy, a how-to guide, recommendations, and results examples, examples of how other communities have accomplished these types of things. So I wanna make sure you understand how robust it is and what we're doing in this realm now. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. I wanna thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my buildings and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my buildings and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. 
So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I want to just shoot back to why strategic plans a lot of times end up just sitting on the shelf and nothing gets implemented. Uh, as part of my product of the month video, I talked about this and I want to talk about it here on the podcast as well. There's a reason a lot of times economic development strategies don't work. And, uh, you know, credit to, to Bill Shelton, uh, who is a certified economic developer out of Texas, uh, had a long career, uh, worked for Buxton, if you know who Buxton is, uh, for a short time. Um, and, and this is an article that, that he wrote some time ago. And some of this definitely applies. I agree with a lot of it. There's a couple of things that I kind of put my own spin on here, but there's there's five things I want to talk about why economic development strategic plans don't work. One, the board of directors doesn't have a basic knowledge of economic development practices. That's something we know as a firm. It's one of the reasons that we do the board trainings that we do. It's one of the reasons we do elected official trainings that we do. It's why we have the movement uh, membership program where you can you know show your elected officials and board members and business people economic development 101 training. And, you know, if they don't have those basic principles and concepts of economic development, it's difficult to have the buy-in from your board or elected officials to implement the necessary strategies that are going to help the region be successful. So a lot of times they don't work because of that. Another one is staff lacks experience. And I added this piece or knowledge to manage a fully integrated marketing plan. So it could be an experience issue. Maybe there's not a lot of uh, private sector experience within the uh, staff that helps them implement and uh, manage fully integrated marketing plans for economic development but also it's just knowledge you know you you know when you're doing economic development day in and day out you have to wear a million different hats it seems like and you have to be not an expert in one thing but you have to know a lot or a little bit about a lot of things and so you know you just may not have that knowledge and experience uh, for fully integrated marketing plans. And so one of the things that we're delivering as a firm is those how-to guides, making sure that we're bringing uh, that knowledge and uh, to the staff as we deliver our strategic plans. And of course, getting that knowledge and implementing those marketing strategies gives them the experience necessary to understand what works for a particular community. The other, or one of the other reasons they don't work is no commitment for sustainable results. And you know we see that a lot. Uh, and it varies. It depends on the region. Uh, but, you know, you have to have a commitment to the plan long term. You can't necessarily say, well, after six months, is this working? You have to give these plans time. You have to give them a runway, a long runway to make sure that you're doing it consistently and on a, on a monthly, quarterly, daily basis, whatever the strategy calls for and, you know, continue to do it. I'm not saying do strategies forever. You know, after a year and a half, two years, if something's not working, you know, you want to retool those, but you need to have that as part of your strategic plan on how to retool those. And that's one of the reasons we do rolling strategic plans now. You know, a lot of communities have reached out to us and said, look, we want to do a comprehensive economic development strategic plan with you, but we want you to review that with us on an annual basis. So they'll contract with us for up to five years and pay us on an annual basis to take a look at their strategies. Let's look at what worked this year and what didn't work. Is there something we need to recommend for retooling that or changing that to a certain degree or completely getting rid of it, replacing it with another strategy? So, you know, having that commitment for long-term sustainable results is very important in making sure strategies do work. Uh, staff isn't empowered to commit the community. That's another way that we see economic development strategies not working. And you want that in two ways. You want 
uh, the staff to be empowered to commit the community from a quick response level. So if you have a project come along or a company come along that's looking at the community, you want the staff to be empowered to respond to them quickly and confidently on matters pertaining to the questions that they have or inquiries. The other is when it comes to negotiations. A lot of times the economic developer is the one who's the, the face to the company and they need to be empowered and the staff needs to be empowered uh, to be able to commit uh, in negotiations with them. And that comes back to the strategic planning process. A part of that process is bringing stakeholders together. And uh, you know we've, we've recommended incentive programs as part of strategies before. And again, you know, the community, the elected officials, everyone has to have that appetite, and, you know, maybe even form a committee that empowers the economic developer and the staff to be able to negotiate. And one that I added that, that Bill didn't have in his original article uh, was that the plans are not actionable. You know, that's something I've seen uh, personally uh, through my career. It's something that Chad and Ivy have seen as well, is a lot of times these strategic plans, you know, they say a lot of great things, but they're not actionable here's a here's a strategy but it doesn't say here's how you get it done here's how here's what you need to do the first year and really actionable goes back to your implementation plan is the implementation plan written in a manner that allows the staff the economic development professional or the chamber professional if it's a chamber plan uh to be actionable and so you know as you all are out there thinking about the next few years and and what's coming down the pipe and what's going to happen in the market you know reach out to us we're happy to work with you from a comprehensive standpoint on strategic plans, we have a client right now that we're talking to uh, about just doing an economic development marketing strategy for them. So, you know, a lot of times in a comprehensive plan, an economic development marketing strategy is one component of a comprehensive plan, but we can pull those components out and just work on those things for clients as well. At any rate, I appreciate everybody uh, who's tuned in this week. I know. You know, you may not just want to listen to me. Yes, we do have guests coming up, but I'm on the road. And it, it's kind of fitting. Uh, I talked about Bill Shelton because I'm on my way to Texas. We've got site visits in Texas, speaking events, and working with community clients this week while we're in Texas. And so uh, we're looking forward to getting down there and, and spending time with some folks that we've, we've not seen in a little bit. Another thing I want to give you a heads up on uh, that we've seen um, is uh, the, the problem with Jon Stewart on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, he had an episode recently uh, that talked about incentives and site selection, and that's something that our staff is diving into, and we're going to bring a response out to that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet, if we're going to do it part of the movement, because I think I want this to be on video so we can actually use clips from the show and discuss specifically what has been said in that. Uh, I'm actually thinking about bringing on some other site selection consultants to join us in this discussion, maybe have a panel that discusses specifically what this is. And it may end up being movement content for our movement members uh, of Next Move Group. So at any rate, be looking for that. I'm sure it's something I'll, I'll probably talk about on the podcast in future weeks as well. Uh, if you have topics, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to me, Chuck, at nextmovegroup.com, and we will see you next week.